Patrick Everson joins us every week. Like Senior this? reporter, Vegas insider. Yes, he brings the sanity when we have Ryan losing his mind after the missing, NBA, Pat. missing that spread by just one point. Uh, speaking of chaos and sweats, uh, did you get as much chaos as you expected from the first two rounds of the NCAA tournament? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. To the books. Mm hmm. Yeah, can't wait to get there now. Uh, no more NBA for me. World Baseball Classic. We're in the title game. So let's talk about the game of the week, and that's Gonzaga taking on UCLA. And, wow, we're at 2.5 now. So we've moved all the way. We went from 2 to 2.5 two tonight at BetMGM, the total 145.5. I would assume there's some sharp, some public action all coming in on UCLA with the number to move like that. coming in both sides and it's sort of reflective of that what they're seeing uh in fact on the spread a little bit more money on gonzaga even though pet mgm is out to two and a half on this um and then on the money line uh the zags are getting more tickets too which isn't really a surprise if you look at the trends of the first weekend ryan they were betting dogs left and right on the money line and like yeah. practically every game especially the bigger dogs and a couple of them obviously got there over the course of the weekend with princeton getting all the way through and and some of the first round upsets as well but um most of the tickets on the Zags on the money line, but money line dollars are dead even. So this is going to be a phenomenal game. I'm sure that the three of you have talked about it. A rematch of the Final Four from a couple years ago, which, by the way, was another phenomenal game for sports bettors. I got a clip from a sports book out of that that was just bananas with, you know, goes to overtime, UCLA ties it, and then the running desperation three-pointer by Gonzaga to win the game. I got such an incredible reaction because it all happened so quickly that there was this group, this pocket of UCLA fans just going bananas after they tied it to probably force double overtime. And then all of a sudden you pan back to them like literally five seconds later and it's head in their hands like they've got the <laughs> like the largest excedrin in the world is not going to fix what just happened to them. So uh, this is a great rematch coming around just a couple of years later and, and the spread shows that, uh, that oddsmakers expect this to be a pretty good game. Patrick, uh, we were talking about just this blue blood 
you know, really mm -hmm. getting absolutely hammered early, right? Like the NIL has taken over. You've got coaches that are not resonating with players, players able to transfer and play right away. And now you're seeing blue bloods go down at a faster rate earlier than ever, right? When oh, I, you, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're uh, fine. Go ahead. When do you think people are going to become more wise on that? Because it feels like the public hasn't really caught on. I don't know, but maybe this year is the tipping point. I did a piece on this, oh, maybe a month or so ago, just at the at the time when um, Carolina was all the way out to 75. Obviously, Carolina didn't make the tournament, but just to make your point, Carolina was all the way out to 75 to 1. Duke was 50 to 1, maybe even was 75 to 1 at one shop at one point. Kentucky was well back on the odds board. Um, it's, you know, so I've, I've talked to some people about this recently ahead of the tournament and how, you know, why this is happening. And you're right. The public really hasn't caught on yet because I can tell you on Sunday, everybody and their mother was on Duke. So, or over the weekend, was that a Sunday game? I'm getting all my days confused. I think it was a Sunday game, but whenever that game was, that was, that was Saturday, right? Saturday, yeah. Mm -hmm. Duke and Tennessee. It all runs into one uh, running I around. It does. Yeah, but, it seriously does. But, um... But everybody was on Duke. They couldn't believe the, you know, how how BetMGM uh, definitely had a ton of play on Duke. They were telling me that nationally. Seamus McGee said we can't, you know, we can't get a Tennessee bet. Scott Shelton here for BetMGM Nevada, which is kind of the Vegas picture, how people are betting things up and down the strip. Which, by the way, was nuts. You got to bucket list this if you've never done the first weekend of the NCAA tournament in well, Vegas. You, you need to do it. Don't do that. Don't yeah, don't do that. that. We were supposed to be there, subject. and then it didn't go through. Oh, I've done yes. it, and I love it. This yeah. was the first year oh. actually I didn't go. It's a, it's a sore subject. Somebody here. else. Should. Okay, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. I'll, st I'll, I'll, I'll rescind that statement, and let's just. Yeah, uh, you gotta do it. Just edit that out, but you do got to do it. Um, you know, they were just an extremely public team that day, and that was one decision that went really well for the books. Really, both of those upsets that day, obviously, well, I mean, and Duke was a five versus a four, but Duke was favored in that game. But the Arkansas game, Kansas, the Duke game with uh, with Tennessee, uh, those two outcomes were pretty good behind the counter. And again, it was just a... You know, it's just a weekend where, for generally speaking, you know, the public betters primarily just didn't have a good few days. And if that happens during the first four days of the NCAA tournament, then the books are going to make out like gangbusters. You know, I'm looking here at this uh, UConn game, and I'm thinking to myself, mm -hmm. the beginning of this season, man, we loved UConn. Everybody in this room sat and were like, oh, UConn's really good. And then they just fell off a cliff, as so many teams really did throughout mm -hmm. this season. There was a lot of interest. In fact, I just bet them to win the title. I know the value is not the same. There was only like nine to one, I right. think. So obviously nowhere near what it mm -hmm. was. But I felt like I needed to hedge because Kansas lost. I knew Can I bet Kansas before it was everybody was in love with them again, and I knew there was a chance when it back to back is tough. But I did anyway. But I was like, all right, let me jump in on Connecticut. Uh, what are your thoughts on UConn? Not just the Arkansas game, but UConn now is really the way that they've been playing, and really th their chances of winning a national title. Well, they seem to be pretty good. If I'm seeing it right, I haven't looked uh, tonight at BetMGM, but I'm looking at other books over the last couple of days. Aren't they? I mean, you've got uh, obviously you've got uh, Al. Al by the way, Alabama's overtaking Houston for yeah. the top spot, and yeah. then I think you've got you. Uh, uh, I think you've got UCLA, no. and then UConn. Right? UConn's, they're like the yeah, fourth so they're right choice. There. They're right there out of the 16 teams. So uh, you know, kudos to anybody who saw that you know, who saw them slide and maybe found an opportunity there. I had a couple of people tip me off saying, look, you should, you should think about this. And I didn't, of course, um, could have gotten a much better number. I might jump on with you, Nick. It's, it's, you know, I think that's an interesting team. Um, it's, but, uh, so I might get on that, but as far as, you know, what's coming up next for them against Arkansas, obviously Arkansas coming off a big win, knocking out the defending national champion. 
they're betting the Huskies early, though, at BetMGM. Ticket count on the spread, two and a half to one. Money almost four to one on UConn in the early going. Yeah. Again, a lot can happen between now and Thursday night. But um, but right now, uh, you know, betters are kind of early betters are kind of sold on, on UConn as well. Yeah, I love UConn in that spot. What surprised me, checking out your latest for Vegas Insider. So most mm-hmm. bet game. Michigan State, Kansas State, first game we'll see this weekend. That makes sense because it's Izzo in March. But what surprised me is most bet team by ticket count, Kansas State. So is Michigan State actually, as favorites in this game, going to be a book need? Well, I it's it's a good question. So here's the thing: the game's riding a lot of tickets. K State's riding a lot of tickets, but it's not. But it's but that's not to say that Michigan State isn't seeing quite a bit of tickets as well. It's not. It's it's there's a lean toward the Wildcats on the spread. Uh, you know, it's really, I mean, it's basically a coin toss of a game, but on the spread, 63% of tickets, 62% of money at BetMGM. And that's from Seamus just a little bit earlier today uh, from Seamus McGee. Um, you know, that, that, what that shows me is if they're getting the most tickets, but it's not like three to one, four to one, something kind of inordinate, Michigan State's probably getting quite a few tickets too. And in fact, I guess if I was smart, I could just look really quick because I have the top three. So give me, humor me for one moment while I, uh, uh, while I do that, I gotta find. Oh, yeah, no uh, problem. Gotta find my guy. Gotta find my guy Drew's email here, and yeah. So mo- most bet uh, games tickets. Most well, actually, I take that back. UConn and Tennessee are second and third in tickets, and then you've got UConn taking the most money, K State mm. taking the second most money, Tennessee taking the third most money. So I thought maybe Michigan State would be in that mix for for most bet teams as far as tickets, but they're not. Uh, K State having that many tickets, I I'd say it surprises me a little, especially with Izzo in March. That's, I mean, I had a 101 ticket on Marquette, and when I saw they were going to have to play Izzo in the second round, I was like, oh, yeah, man, I just yeah, don't feel yeah. good about this. You just don't want that, and I didn't want it. I didn't want anything to do with it. So I'm a little surprised, but there is some time before tip-off, and, and I think Michigan State's going to get some play for sure. Uh, Pat, really quickly, the other game I wanted to ask you about, Alabama opened up at 6.5. 7.5 is what's out there right now yep. for San Diego State. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Alabama looks like a number one seed right now. What is going to be the book need there? What are you seeing? Well, I think I, almost certainly it's going to be San Diego State. And there was one odds maker I spoke with early in the week. They they were one of the first to get this on the board. And they went to, from six and a half to seven really quick and then on to seven and a half. And the odds maker there said, I anticipate we're not going to need the Aztecs to cover. We're probably, you know, <laughs> you know, the bookmakers lament. They're probably going to want them outright. They're yeah. going to want they're going to want San Diego State outright in this game. And then today, a little bit earlier with Seamus McGee at BetMGM, he said Bama has seen sharp money. That's what's helped take that line up a point. So it'll be interesting to see where the money comes in closer to tip. But as you said, Ryan, Alabama looks very, very good. Yeah, man. I actually love San Diego State in this spot just because Same. of the matchup. I, I, That might be the one bet I take outright uh, for a dog. We talked about how Alabama is vulnerable mm-hmm. to teams that play really mm-hmm. good three-point defense, and, yeah. and that's what San Diego State does. I'm curious, Pat, what the book need is for the Xavier-Texas game. Right, and that's one of the that's the that's the last one of the whole slate, right? Uh, on mm-hmm. Friday night, at this point, it's there. At this point, interestingly, um, Xavier is taking the bulk of tickets and money in all ways at BetMGM. Uh, not a huge majority of spread tickets, fifty nine percent, nor a huge majority of spread money at sixty three percent. But again, going back to this trend that was established over last uh, over last weekend, Trista of everybody taking the dog on the money line. I can't tell you how many times Scott Shelton repeated that to me in phone calls on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night. It's like it was it was like it was on a recording and he just hit play. Dog money line. 
Uh, two to one on the Musketeers on tickets and money, taking them a plus 155 to get the outright upset. So I think that's kind of interesting early in the week. The public likes dog money line, but I don't I don't think the public is really looking at a Friday night game yet, not in the way that they will be in a couple of days. Pat, really quickly, is that now just a system play for people? I don't think it's a system play. I think it's a public play where people love the plus money during the tournament. They love the underdog stories, and they just get on it, you know, and then they have a hard time getting off of it. Um, you know, and, you know, another similar thing that happened over the weekend, you saw the under trend over those first three days. Everybody and their mother piled on the unders on Sunday and got drilled because overs went six and two. So they got on the bus too late for that trend. And I just think this is a trendy thing that a lot of betters like to do during the NCAA tournament. And I do it some. I just don't get crazy with it. I just try to find a few that look kind of interesting. Because I think you're actually up units if you've played every single underdog outright. Amazing. That's amazing. That's fantastic. It's, it hasn't been reflected in the, in the sports books hold how they've done to these first few days, but for people who did it and it worked, good on, good on them. Good on yeah, them. We only got about 45 seconds here, but uh, the fairly Dickinson-Purdue upset, uh, how did that mm-hmm. work out for books? Well, it depended on the books. It was really interesting. There was one odds maker <laughs> I spoke with, and he had taken a $2,000 bet at 25 to 1. So they got dinged pretty good for mm-hmm. you know $50,000 or so. But uh, you know, look, th- that's not an outcome people were expecting. Another thing people do, just like with the NFL, they love money line favorites, and Purdue was a money line favorite. And what uh, uh, what BetMGM's Jason Scott said, he said it was better than fairly good. It was a money line parlay demolition. Mm, yeah, that that would make a lot of sense, especially that earlier <laughs> thinking. What was it? What was the the uh, what you had to deal with? What you had Purdue? What was it? Was in it was. Oh, I have my Survivor. Your Survivor League, that's what it was. Yeah, I was going to use them once and uh, wasn't worried about the points. I just wanted to make (laughs) it to the second weekend. Imagine that. Which would have worked out because it was Joe O's pool, and I think there's like 20% of the picks only left. Yeah, so there you go. Or the entries, yeah. I just, I mean, he was was suffering through and we were sitting in here. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider. Always good talking to you, my friend. Thanks, Pat. Absolutely. Thanks to three of you for having me on. Have a good week.